When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome everyone. D. Olson of Megalithic Marvels here to reconstruct the prehistoric past with you. And I'm excited uh, to be interviewing explorer Antonio Perez. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the megaliths and some ancient sites um, of Asia today. But before we do, I just want to remind everybody to subscribe to uh, this platform from wherever you're watching, whether it's YouTube or Instagram. And uh, so that you don't miss out on future interviews and videos like this. But Antonio, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Dave. What's up, bro? It's a real pleasure to cooperate with you, bro. I think we met about two years ago via Instagram. Uh, if you're not, if you're on uh, Instagram, follow Megalithic Marvels, and that's where I started to connect with this guy named Antonio. And uh, your handle is called Explore with Antonio. And man, you've been all over the world traveling. And so um, you've been to Asia, which is what we're going to talk about. And you've seen some of the fascinating sites there. Uh, but first, tell, tell our viewers and our listeners a little bit about yourself. Because, man, you're like crazy. You live in Spain, but mm. you've also lived in Iceland, correct? So tell us about that. I am originally an, a Spaniard from Madrid. I'm uh, 40 years old. And uh, I live uh, currently, well, I'm currently in Castilla León in the mountains, uh, the Sierra of Gredos. It's a really beautiful place. And um, yeah, about Iceland, I've been working in Iceland for the last 15 years, more or less. Uh, I was involved in the international uh, world of international volunteering uh, for many years. This is what I did for almost 70 years. I was participating in, participating in these type of programs. So I ended up in Iceland working in an environmental organization there for many years. And uh, in the last, uh, yeah, almost the last decade or the last eight years or so, I've been more involved in like uh, tourism and more specifically related to the glaciers and the ice caves and uh, such places. So I basically uh, live my life uh, between two waters, you know, Iceland and Spain, yes. Incredible. And I love seeing the pictures of you literally... Uh, climbing ice caves and, and crawling through them. That's got to be wild. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the best part of living in Iceland and maybe the hardest part about living over there. Yeah, I mean, like the, the best part definitely are, uh, best parts are like the nature and the people. Like Icelanders are considered to be the most peaceful and friendly, uh, you know, community in the world. So it's actually really, they are really endearing people and uh, really nice to talk with and to interact with. And then, of course, nature. Nature is uh, in Iceland. With, within a few hours driving, you will be able to see landscapes that uh, you will need to travel at least to three continents to see. So it's, uh, nature is super powerful uh, because of the huge amount of volcanoes that are located in Iceland. 
and as well we got like the biggest glaciers in the European European continent. So it's a mix of ice and fire and yeah. I've been always fascinated about the creation of the earth and like creation of the landscapes and how rocks were formed and all that stuff. So it's like a really interesting place to live. And related to the ice caves and the glaciers, I mean, it's just like, uh, it's something, something everybody see, should see once, you know, to see a frozen world like this, you know, not even in fiction movies, you know. <laughs> Amazing. And so now, yeah. Antonio, as far as I know, I mean, or I don't know, is there any, does there happen to be any ancient dolmens or Neolithic circles anywhere in Iceland? Because I haven't seen any photographs of anything like that in Iceland, but you would know better than I would. Right. Uh, Nope. There is, uh, Iceland is, uh, you know, it is believed that the first settlement of Iceland took place around 1,000 years ago by Norwegian Vikings. And uh, uh, so it is a really, uh, you know, new uh, baby land, let's say, and also like a really short, a small kind of sort of history. But uh, it is also believed that uh, there were people be- before the Vikings arrived. It is believed that there were actually Irish monks uh, living in Iceland. But on, on the arrival of the Vikings, uh, to, for them to be able to declare that the island was completely empty and uh, therefore it was uh, them, them island, the, some people believe that they actually kill all of them and destroy all the chapels and everything that was already built. It. And uh, because they had found some Roman coins and some kind of like uh, the floor of an ancient chapel and certain things that do not belong to the period of the arrival of the Vikings, but much earlier. In fact, they believe that the Holy Grail of Christ was the heathen in Iceland. So... There is a whole mysticism related to that. But no, there is a, there is a giant structure uh, built in the northeast of Iceland. It's the, actually the most northeastern part of the country, north, most eastern part village. Uh, it is called the uh, Arctic Henge. And it's, uh, let's say it's a megalithic structure. It's like it's built with giant rocks. I know, I, I knew the person who started because he passed away a few years ago. It was an Icelander from the village. This is a very small village where only 150 people live. It's at the, at the line of the Arctic Circle and it's completely flat. It's a total tundra. So all the rocks, the bedrock are at the surface and there is geomagnetism due to the, you know, Arctic Circle line of, and the polos and so on. So these guys, they decide to build up this structure, which is like some kind of like a giant solar clock for, you know, for Viking mythology in uh, order also to attract tourism to come there. But they, they put the whole idea together, a group of Icelanders, I think maybe seven people and started to build it. I can tell you that only 20% of the structure is built and a million euros was spent on machinery and to break off the rocks uh, from the quarry and transport them to site. And then for, those Polish workers that they were working on the machines uh, to, to, to build up the structure. And the structure actually was, they didn't use any cement on it or nothing, but they use, uh, you know, they use metal, you know, like pillars of metal between the rocks and, and so on. So it's really interesting site. It's called Arctic Hench. It's in Northeast Iceland. It's really famous for Northern light sightseeing. Yeah, but nothing like really ancient, not more than a thousand years old or something like that. No. Amazing. Not ch- like in Spain. 
Right. So let's yeah. talk about that real quick. So you live in Spain and just real quick, tell us kind of, you, you sounds like you live in a really remote area on a, a beautiful farm. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do there and then we'll jump into the Asian ancient sites. Basically my whole idea of like, I'm 40 years old now. I've been traveling for the last 20 years since I was a teenager, basically going through all type of international programs for intercultural learning and so on. So that property I'm living now was the first ever property I bought in my life. I bought it at my age of 38. And it is, it is in fact a land. It's a, some people will call it a plot, so you will call it a, yeah, maybe some people will call it a rancho. I basically have a, a lot of olive trees. I have around 250 uh, olive trees, which are from dry land. So I don't water them or nothing like that. They are 100% organic to produce 100% uh, extra virgin olive oil. I am in the mountains in Castilla Leon. It's uh, in the center of Spain. It's a really uh, historical part of our country. There's many castles here, many things, because in the ancient times, uh, the kings and queens used to come from Castilla, what is the region of our language too, Castellano. And here I am at the mountains. It's called Sierra de Gredos. Uh, and it's the second highest mountains in our country. It's also the richest ecosystem in the, in, the, in the country, so it's full of all type of animals and wildlife. And I live on the top of the mountain. I run this property, almost two hectares. I also have figs and I have some apples. I make wine. Let's talk on you know, the, the sites you've seen in, in Asia, because that's really what I wanted to get to, because um, I, I've seen that you've been to Cambodia and you've been to Angkor Wat. And you've been to the Kokur Pyramid. And I have loved some of the photos you've posted on your Instagram of the Kokur Pyramid. Because usually when I see this site, it's, you know, people are, are showing uh, far away photos of it. And it's really hard to see up close. And you've captured some amazing photographs where you're literally touching the sides of what looks like giant megalithic blocks. Because a lot of the temples over there, it doesn't appear megalithic. The yeah. stones are smaller, but this one, uh, again, giant, almost um, yeah. poly polygonal looking stones on the side. Tell us a little bit about that pyramid, yeah. what you experienced, and are those stones of that temple different and bigger than a lot of the others around there? The blocks at the pyramid are gigantic. They are seven floors, seven, step, seven steps. Uh, the original step, step away, stairway, that uh, was going to the top. It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, like broken, like uh, it fell apart, but they had, they had built like a kind of like a weak, poor kind of stairway made of, uh, made of wood that you can go all the way to the top. So you can see the top of the pyramid. It is kind of dangerous. Like everything is there. Like you see those giant blocks. They are also sharp. Some of them It's quite easy to like, you know, twist your ankle. So you really have to pay attention when you go to the top there. At the top there is really strange. There is like a hole in the middle made with giant blocks. And they also have like holes, like kind of tube drill holes, quite big, like, you know, like a hand kind of big. It, and it goes all the way to the bottom of the pyramid. You cannot see it because it's dark, but you can see that the, the tunnel at, at the top, it goes all the way down straight. And there, there is like a platform. And, and that platform is held by some kind of a strange being. I kind of don't know the name of, 
but it's kind of a mix of a lion with a dragon or something like that and it's holding the platform so below the platform you have that hole that goes all the way to the bottom when i went uh, also to the front of the pyramid to see the ancient stairway what i find out is that it's like if just there was an explosion there you know there was an explosion there and all the rocks kind of like exploded you know like there was an explosion and everything was like <sighs> So it, it wasn't because of time, because also that area, that tunnel of the stairway was completely black. Like, and I have photos of it. Uh, they, they also, the, the blocks, I was looking for the polygonal. I always look for the polygonal. So I was trying to find out if it was some, something. And I found out, let's say some polygonal, but maybe just not the same thing than in other parts of the world but the same thing in terms of like giant blocks shape perfectly put together no mortal no nothing just pure gravity and it was amazing yeah uh, i mean the entire complex of, of angkor wat not only the cocker temple there are so many you know abandoned temples all over the place that they are completely uh, the room you know kind of destroyed so there is no money to uh, you know to lift them up again but i had never seen so many blocks of stone in my life like in angkor wat in any other site in on the planet not even in modern times like it's just so massive you know also it was fascinating to be in cambodia not expecting to see a pyramid just to expect to see the other temples then suddenly i am in the middle of the jungle in cambodia where just recently there were war and mines and nobody could go then there is this giant, beautiful pyramid, like out of nowhere. I was, I was out of words. I could just not believe it. Of course, I was touching everything, photographing everything. And, and then you start, of course, to resemble like how a pyramid like this can be, you know, in Cambodia. Like it's just so similar than the Mexican ones. And, and, and then you learn about it. And it's supposed that that pyramid, there is even some underground floors that I didn't know. So yeah, Amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah.